0: Welcome to Job Search Strategies with Tiffany Franklin, where I help you market yourself into a better job. I've been a career coach since 1998. Career coaching started as a job for me, evolved into a passion, and over time, I realized that helping people find jobs is my purpose. I live for that moment when people tell me that they've accepted a new job, and you can see the excitement in their eyes as they get ready for this new chapter and all the possibilities it represents. I love career coaching because it allows me to help people gain clarity about all they have to offer the world. I found that no matter how accomplished people are, too often they underestimate themselves or feel overwhelmed by the work involved in making their next career leap. My job is to help people understand their transferable skills, consider their interests and unique needs, and then formulate and implement a strategic plan for both an effective and efficient job search. People devote so much of their time and effort into strategies for their employers. Now it's time to direct that effort to their own career development. It warms my heart when clients look at their updated resumes and say, wow, I would hire me. I know the job search is daunting, and it involves a roller coaster of emotions, as well as practical implications for individuals and their families. I've dedicated my career to helping students and professionals navigate every aspect of the job search. From career exploration and marketing materials, such as resumes, cover letters, bios, LinkedIn, to networking, interviewing, negotiating salaries, and evaluating and accepting offers. During my career journey, I have met incredible people with interesting stories and great advice to share. I want to bring that to a wider audience, and that's how this podcast was born. I hope you will join me for my upcoming episodes. I am excited to dive into everything from talking to a recruiter about exactly what he thinks when he's looking at resumes, to how to level up and secure promotions in your career, making the most of your university's career center, finding employers that prioritize diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging, as well as learning the nuances of networking. There will be episodes focusing on creating your dream job, in addition to how to find a job with a startup or getting into and out of grad school. I have worked with job seekers of all ages and experience levels across industries, so this is just a small sample of what's to come. After this initial launch with 12 episodes, I will transition into a weekly format. The majority of shows will be interviews featuring experts from an array of industries, but I will also bring you solo shows that are tactical in nature with tips on how to write a resume that gets noticed for the right reasons, interviewing LinkedIn and more job search tips. Some episodes will focus on general career and job search advice, while others will be dedicated to specific industries. For more information about each podcast episode, including show notes, guest bios, transcripts, and links to resources, see my website at tjfcareercoach.com under the podcast tab. On the website, you can learn more about my background. I graduated from Vanderbilt with a BA in psychology, and then I earned a Master of Science in Education from the University of Pennsylvania's Graduate School of Education, and it was specializing in psychological services. I worked in career services at three universities, Vanderbilt, University of Pennsylvania, and Drexel, where I helped students find jobs and connect it with recruiters and hiring managers from Fortune 500 employers. I spent a year as a recruiter for an international staffing company. While I learned a lot and met some great people, I missed helping people find jobs. So that's when I returned to work at Penn. Back in 2011, I launched my side business, TJF Career Coaching. And during that time, I have consulted with over 1,000 clients, including executives across industries from engineering and tech, finance, data analytics, banking and law, to education, media, communications, arts, entertainment, and many more. For nine years, I balanced two jobs, working with college students by day in career services offices at Vanderbilt and the University of Pennsylvania, and then during evenings and weekends, I consulted with executive job seekers from all over the world in my career coaching side business. After years of living in Nashville and Philly, cities that hold a special place in my heart, I decided it was time to move closer to home in 2020 and go full-time with my executive career coaching consulting business. Before every episode, I will include a quick tip to help you with your job search. Today's tip is to tailor your resume to each job to which you apply. It's not enough to update your resume once and use that same version for all your applications. Most companies use applicant tracking systems, which is software that parses through resumes based on keywords. That's why it's so important to incorporate keywords from the job description in your resume to improve your match score and the likelihood of getting your resume into the hands of a human decision maker, either a recruiter or hiring manager. For years, I have urged my clients and students to weave keywords into their resumes. Now there's a tool that can help you know which keywords to use. It's a website called Jobscan, and it emulates the applicant tracking systems used by employers. It will also prompt you to add months to your dates and to quantify in your descriptions and provide other tips for optimizing your resume based on the specific ATS used by an organization. Over the past few years, I have referred hundreds of students and clients to JobScan to help them secure more interviews. You can find the link on my website, tjfcareercoach.com, under the podcast tab and the show notes for episode one. The JobScan link on that page is an affiliate link, meaning I will receive a small commission if you click on that. I only established that affiliate link at the time I started this podcast in May 2021. So JobScan is a site I have used for years before ever setting up an affiliate link. Keep in mind that even with a completely optimized resume, there are still many variables that affect whether you will be invited to interview. There could be internal candidates or the funding for the job could change. You also don't know the strength of the candidate pool, so there are no guarantees. The best strategy is to optimize your resume for the applicant tracking systems, but also make sure the resume looks good for a human and that it tells your story in a compelling way. Episode four of this podcast will be dedicated to creating a resume that stands out for the right reasons. In addition to optimizing for keywords, you want to leverage your network. Episode 9 of the podcast will help you learn how to cultivate meaningful connections and network. For each episode, I will ask my guest about the best career advice they've ever been given. I had to think about this for a while because there's so much great advice I've heard over the years, but what stands out most was from my mom and my grandmother, believe in yourself. A large part of the job search is convincing others of the value you can deliver and that you have the experience to ease the pain points of your potential employer. How can you do that if you don't believe in yourself? As you go through both the resume and interviewing process, it's like you are your own marketing manager. You need to practice articulating the value you will deliver for a potential employer. Episode eight will feature in-depth advice on how to prepare for interviews and market yourself. No matter how accomplished they are, Many students and experienced professionals doubt their abilities and worry they are unqualified or undeserving and downplay their prior achievements. Dr. Pauline Clance at Oberlin College coined the term imposter syndrome to describe the cycle of self-doubt. In the show notes, I have linked to an article from the American Psychological Association that references Dr. Clance's work and provides strategies for counteracting the imposter syndrome including seeking out support and tasks you are good at and enjoy. I will devote a future episode to this topic. It helps if you have a cheering section of supporters in your life. If you don't have it now, then seek out a person or two or more who can be that non-judgmental sounding board to help you see your best self. My mom and my grandmother instilled resilience in me and encouraged me to have the confidence to keep trying and taking strategic risk. I am lucky to have their unconditional support and love. Even with that, I find that confidence is a process. It's something I still work on, and some days it's easier than others. It took me until my late 30s to have that sense of confidence that I try to help my clients find. For my own journey, I realized that helping other people feel good about themselves through career coaching had the unintended effect of building my own confidence. In these discussions about believing in yourself, It's important to note that confidence is not about being full of yourself or arrogant. Rather, it's about betting on yourself and your potential. It's being willing to do the work to continually grow, to leverage your strengths and be realistic about your weaknesses so you can work on them and put yourself in a position to thrive. Confidence is not always a straight line forward. It's influenced by what's happening in your life. Some days it's easier to believe in yourself than others especially through the roller coaster of a job search. Being in the wrong job or situation can shake you to the core, but you can get back to yourself once you find an environment or job that will enable you to thrive once again. When you feel stuck, remember that things do not have to stay like this, but you have to take action to seek out a better situation. Support is out there and you don't have to be alone through this process, whether that's with a career coach, therapist, friends, family, or a combination of all these sources of support. In the show notes, I will include a link to the American Psychological Association's resource for identifying a therapist. It's one thing to tell someone to believe in themselves, but it's something to actively work on. Here's an exercise I recommend to help my clients and students navigate the ups and downs of the job search. I call it the five achievements exercise. Think of five times when you achieve something you didn't think you could, whether it's professionally, academically, personally, in athletics, or something else. Write this down and keep it close throughout the job search journey. When you're having a tough day, look back at those five things that you've accomplished and remember the process of how you achieve those things. It didn't happen overnight. Every journey has ups and downs. Once you get a job or you get into school, it becomes normal for you after a while. But when you first got it, it was a big deal and required a lot of work. Think about what it was like when you were chasing after that dream, whether it's getting into college, running a marathon, or something much smaller but still significant, such as a project or other milestone. So when things are taken longer than you anticipated, or you get rejected from something, you can look back at your list to see what you've already achieved and remember the process you went through for other things in your life that were worth the effort. Some additional strategies to help you believe in yourself. Keep in mind that everyone has unique strengths and challenges that they bring to the job search. They don't tend to advertise the challenges like they do the strengths. There are ups and downs in everyone's career journey and the job search process. Focus on your strengths, but be aware of the areas you need to develop so you can keep growing as a professional and building new skills. Don't leave your professional development in the hands of others. It's something you have to actively incorporate into your career, no matter your age or experience level. Be curious and take new classes and projects. Who knows, a passing interest today could become the foundation of your career a decade from now. Don't put limits on yourself or allow fear to prevent you from chasing your dreams. It reminds me of the Wayne Gretzky quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And understand that failure is part of the process. Don't let it define you. It's your reaction to the failure that matters, not the failure itself. This is the time to exercise your problem-solving skills and creativity. Many great things have emerged from a trial and error approach. And finally, be flexible and resilient. Your dream may shift along the way, and that's okay. You are more than any one dream or job. Here are some other things I have learned through my own journey. I will devote future episodes to some of these topics, such as career pivots. First, Cast a wide yet strategic net as you pursue opportunities. Apply to a range of opportunities, some that feel like a stretch or that dream job, while others that are better aligned with your experience. You never know what the candidate pool is like for a specific job, and you may get invited to interview even for your dream job. For the ones that seem like a reach, evaluate your skills gap and see what you can do to gain those skills. Actively network within that industry to learn as much as you can. The dream job may be a stretch right now, but building your skills and network could make you a competitive candidate in time. Track your efforts and progress to gain insights to help you through the rest of the process. Number two, LinkedIn groups are an often overlooked resource. They are easy to join and a wonderful way to put your hand on the pulse of an industry and gain insights from thought leaders and connect with your LinkedIn contacts. Start with a fly-on-the-wall approach and observe what people are discussing. Then think of ways to contribute in a meaningful way that moves the conversation forward. That's a great way to cultivate professional relationships and another strategy to establish yourself as a thought leader. Not every wrong turn is a mistake. Maybe that was a time for you to learn a pivotal skill or meet someone who will be a key part of your journey. It's okay to change your mind along the way, even if it feels scary. Not everything that looks good on paper is right for you. We don't live our lives on paper. It's more complicated. That's what I learned during my first grad school experience before I transferred. And since then, when faced with big decisions, I have learned to listen to the convergence of my head, heart, and gut. In my 20s, I would get so focused on interviewing well to get the offer that I wasn't paying attention to what I should have been learning about the company from the interviewing process and remember that it's a two-way street. I've learned to be better about my research and due diligence to gain the insights about a company's culture that I need to help me make an informed decision. Pivots are part of the process. You may think you are all settled in and then life has a surprise for you. Maybe factors from your personal life, if your family has needs, maybe you need to be a caregiver or your spouse's job is taking you to another city or maybe you just meet somebody special who can have an impact. You know, we don't live in a vacuum. And as we have learned this past year, the world is constantly changing and that can affect everything we thought we knew and wanted. While those pivot years are unnerving and can be super stressful, in my own experience, I found that after a period of transition, I usually settle into an experience I really enjoy. That happened both when I transferred grad schools to Penn and years later when I returned to Penn to work there. In the second case, it was actually a two-part pivot. I moved from Nashville to Philly and wanted to try something different, so I became a recruiter. Then I realized how much I miss career coaching and working for a university. So after another year, things came together for me, and I joined Penn's Career Services. That recruiting role was like a bridge opportunity that provided me valuable insights that I still utilize in my executive coaching business. Remember, this is a journey, not a mic drop situation where you are done. Sure, you may check an item off your list like updating your resume, but you will continue to gain experience and more updates are ahead. Even when you accept a job offer, you still want to keep developing as a professional, gaining new skills and making professional connections. It will enable you to perform better in your current job, help you level up with promotions, and make networking in your next job search easier when you are ready for your next step in a couple years. There's no one job that defines you or your future. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. There are many opportunities right there, and it's a matter of either uncovering them or creating them for yourself. Sometimes you have to leave a place you love in order to grow and go to the next step. I love Vanderbilt and Penn, both as a student and employee, but eventually it was time to try new things. What's right for your career at one phase in your life will change over time. Give yourself grace through the process. There's no perfect job search and we all make mistakes or get too busy with life and allow some things to slide. Maybe that's not preparing enough for an interview or following up, putting off networking or not diversifying your search and applying to enough places. The key is to learn from these experiences, adjust your strategy as you go to get the results you want and be kind to yourself through the journey. There are a lot of factors in the job search process we can't control, such as global events. Do your best with the parts you can, like your preparation, and hang in there for the parts you can't control. Know that there will be good and bad days, but if you stick with it and keep trying best practices, eventually something will come together. Pivot years may seem like they will never end, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and you will get to the other side of the process and on to your new life. Persistence and patience with yourself are key. You are not alone in this journey. If you would like career coaching tailored to your specific situation, I offer a limited amount of one-on-one Zoom career coaching sessions each week. You can book directly on my website, tjfcareercoach.com. There are one-hour strategy sessions where I can help you with career exploration, identifying opportunities resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn, interviewing, evaluating offers, career pivots, and professional development. I also offer 30-minute resume critiques where I evaluate the documents you have and make suggestions for you to implement. Thank you so much for listening to Job Search Strategies with Tiffany Franklin. I really appreciate you and hope you will subscribe and join me for additional episodes through Apple Podcast, Google Podcast iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode with Dr. Katherine Brooks on finding meaningful work and career success.